that's uh, yeah. Hmm. Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music, and well, that's pretty much it. So uh, let's go. This is Asinine Radio. This is week two of March in the year 2020 of Asinine Radio. We got a good one for you. Might be a little bit short, but that's okay. But we uh, we start with our Feelers Beer Review. Then we get into our Songs of the Week. Then we round out the show with some new music and other happenings in the music world. But go rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes. Follow us on social media at Asinine Radio. And my name is Tyler. And I'm out there, far away... Out there in the ether. In the ether. Is Jeff. And we're back. We're back to rock everyone's world and to just, I don't know. I just don't know. So you're really hyping this up real good, aren't you? Well, let's just get right, right into the Fearless Beer Review. What do we got, Jeff? Did I catch you off guard once again? No, I, I actually was opening my lunchbox to get my beer out. So by the time you said, oh, where are you going? I would already be ready for the first time. Oh, look at you. You're finally learning. It's the first time. Three and a half years. So I worry. <laughs> I, I have another stout, Bit of Curls. Bit of Curls. My, of curls my of curls. beer shipment came in. So I, I have like 40 different stouts to choose from. Too many stouts. Um, some may even say not enough. Hmm. But uh, this one is coming from 903 Brewers. I've had several of these beers before. One of the beers that I've had from them was like a pecan breakfast maple stout. And that is actually now my new favorite beer of all time. I think it's delicious. I could drink it for breakfast, lunch, and dinners. But this one is called Mississippi Mud Stout. It's 12%. And um, uh, I didn't really read too much about it because I kind of want to just be blown away by its taste. So, but isn't Mississippi isn't that that beer like pretty common? Don't they sell it like everywhere? You're thinking of Mississippi mud in like the jug, yeah, the jug, yeah, the, the brown and black, totally jug. different. Oh, yeah, well, that's kind of lame. I've had that Mississippi mud in that little jug. I think the jug is a really cool idea for that type of beer. I think, yeah, but uh, I have not had that beer since I've been doing Untapped, so I don't remember what it tastes like. But it wasn't iconic for me to want to go out and buy it constantly, so it probably wasn't that great. Uh, okay, could be, or you just don't know what the hell you're talking about. Okay, well that's not a problem, so that's fine. <laughs> well, I got something. I got one of my go-to's. I've had it before. It's one of my favorite beers. Um, I'm really only drinking this right now because I just did not have time to go out and get a, a special beer, so I apologize. But uh, yeah, I got I got a Hop Stupid from Lagunitas. Oh, Brewing you love Company. Hop Stupid. A Hop it's Stupid. It's it's one of the best beers ever made, is, man. Is that better? Do you like that more than the Hazy from Deschutes now? No, the Hazy from Deschutes is my new favorite beer. That's that's my favorite. It's probably the, that one, the Deschutes, and then probably Hop Stupid and then Budweiser. What the that's probably what it is. What's wrong with you? What do you mean, what's wrong with me? What, what are you getting at? all around. 
Oh, you're dumb. You're so dumb. Well, mine is 8%. Um, like I said, Lagunitas Brewing Company. This is big beer now. They were bought out by Heineken uh, back in 2015. So they sell it in 22-ounce bottles, which I'm drinking out of, and uh, also 12-ounce six-packs and draft. Available year-round. IBUs are like 102 or something like that. <laughs> IBUs are 1 million. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're super fucking high. But uh, yeah, you ready to open this? I've already opened mine and I'm pouring it right now. Uh, I did get a God, whiff of it. So ahead I, of the I peeked. I did a sneak peek. I whiffed it. And dude, this smells so good. Bad. This smells so good. No. Dude, why do you... Uh, I don't... You get on me for liking certain things, and yet you just like some of the most disgusting things in because the world. Because the thing you like are bad. Like you like Budweiser, bad. You like Corn, the band, bad. They're just things that you like that are bad. <laughs> That's completely untrue. But that you like them or that right. they're bad. That they're bad. Hmm. All right, you ready? I am. Here we go. Oh, yeah. That is fucking tasty. It's strong. It's very hoppy. But somehow it goes down really smooth. It doesn't make you pucker up or make you feel gross. It's solid. It's kind of sweet and citrusy. Oh, it's a perfectly well-balanced double IPA. I think it's a double IPA. It's yeah, 100 it's IBUs. Balanced. I mean, that's pretty... Uh, it's got to be a double at least, right? Maybe a 1.5? Yeah, 1. yeah I, I'm pretty sure it's a double IPA. <laughs> But this is also the beer that converted Mike into a beer snob. Oh! This was the beer that I introduced to him that, I, that he felt, that's when he fell in love with beer. Really? It was because of Hop Stupid, yeah. Dang. And he'll admit it too. But now he, he refuses to drink it because it's big beer now. I feel like if he was so, at a bar and his options were Hop Stupid, Budweiser, Bud Light, he'd probably drink a Hop Stupid. Probably. But he's so fussy about big beer that he won't ever drink it but there you go there you have it what's your what's the abv on yours 12 fuck have you ever had mississippi mud before or do you know what mississippi mud is i think i have had it it's like pie like mississippi mud pie oh oh not the beer like the actual food no right? like the, the food the food is the pie okay like the it's i mean just what i've i've seen mississippi mud pie it's it's like a chocolate dessert with marshmallows and pecans, pecans. That's, sounds okay. But um, I've never had it. I'm not really a big dessert guy. But this smells like my favorite, I guess, sweet, which would be a buttermilk maple bar. And this smells oh exactly God. like a fucking maple bar. That's so nasty. Oh you don't my like God, maple bars? I hate maple bars. Oh, maple dude, bars are so see, gross. See, this is what I'm talking about, Tyler. I just don't understand how you even survive in this world. I don't get it. Maple bars are nasty, dude. They're not. It's just like a syrupy, disgusting mess. Ugh. Fucking gross. It doesn't. I like syrup, but not that that extreme. This this doesn't necessarily taste like a maple bar. I guess it tastes like Mississippi mud. But this is damn good, man. This is this is solid. It's sweet, not too sweet. You can't even taste the booze at all. This is twelve percent. This is dangerous. <sighs> You're gonna be wild. This like one of this. This makes me hungry for two things. One, pizza, just because I'm kind of hungry, and I'm always hungry for pizza. But two, I kind of want like a dessert. I want a piece of like chocolate cake, and I fucking hate chocolate, and I hate cake. I don't know why. I don't know what's going on right now. You're, you're changing. You're evolving. That's what it is. 
Honestly, since I've been drinking stouts, be. I've had more candy in this past like year and a half than I've had in my entire life. That's very strange. It is. You sure it's not because you have kids? No, because even like the Halloween time when they bring buckets and buckets of candy home, I wouldn't eat one piece. Not one piece I would eat. But now I find myself right. like going to get gas and maybe I'll go in and get like a, I really like those Reese's sticks. Oh, those are good. Yeah. Yeah. I got one yesterday. Really anything Reese's is, is fucking great. I just don't, I don't like, I'm not a fan of the peanut butter cups though. That's the only thing okay. by them I don't really like. Have you had the Nutrageous? No. Never even heard of the Nutrageous. Those Nut are really good. I'm new, dude. Nut-rageous, I'm new. That's my favorite candy is the Nutrageous. It's Reese's. And uh, yeah, no, it's it's tasty. And then I think they just did a, a collaboration with Take Five, so it's like it's a weird Reese's Take Five kind of hybrid, which is sounds good, but I haven't had it yet. <sighs> Actually, you good know what? Stuff. The more I'm drinking this, oh, the more that it's losing kind of its flavor. It's 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 losing that umph. So the the other beer that I was talking about, the pecan maple breakfast stout. Like from the first sip to the last sip, there was like no diminishing returns whatsoever. It was just as good from the first one to the last one. This one, I've already had like two or three sips, and already I can kind of feel like the taste taper off a little bit. I'm a little worried now. <laughs> Keep it posted. What a, th- what a thing to be worried about, right? Uh, okay, so what are you going to rate your beer then? That's the big, that's the bigger question. Here. Just based off of right now, drinking it, smelling the whole lore around it, which there was none. I'm going to give this a 2.5 out of 3. That's high. I fear it might go down to just like a solid 2 by the end of it, though. Wow, you were you were speaking so highly I of know. it and how quickly things have turned. I'm a, I'm a stoutman, man. I know what I like, and I like what I know. You like bad things. It is what it is. <sighs> well, I'm going to give my beer... You know what? I'm, I'm just going to do it. A solid 3. Oh, gosh. <laughs> it's so good. So good, it, and it just—I've never been disappointed by it. It gets you quite buzzed, and um, it's quite tasty. I think when I think of like IPAs now, because I had a bunch of IPAs that I ordered from the beard thing too, and I—I I had like a couple of them. I was like, you know, what? I'm fucking done with IPAs. So I gave them all to Salon. Didn't didn't want to drink them anymore. And then when you came just over, remember I was like, just drink these, just drink them, drink them. Just don't yeah. like them. The only time I think now I would like an IPA is if it was just like dry, dry, dry. Dry like the Arizona desert. I don't want any fruit notes. I just want it fucking dry. I want my mouth to be like, it's hard for me to breathe because I can't swallow. I want it to be so dry. That's what I, I think that's the only way I'll get back into IPAs. Wow. That's kind of, that sounds disgusting. That sounds really gross. <laughs> it does. It sounds terrible. <laughs> It'll just turn you off more to the entire IPA experience. I want to drink like an IPA and then just think like, water, I need water. (laughs) All right. Sugar, water. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, you want to move on to the songs of the week? Yeah. All right. Let's do it. Who wants to go first for the song of the week? Um, I'm trying to think if like either of ours coincide with the album of the week. I guess. No, not really. Mine does not. I, I you know, I mean, the, the only that. reason I, I I chose my pick was because we had originally we were originally going to do the Beach Boys a Beach Boys album, and I felt like you know '60s music, so I threw in a '60s song, and then when we decided on Green Day, I just said fuck it, I'll leave it there. I will. You, you do yours first. Okay, so I went with uh, somebody named Rita Pavone. I had never heard of her until probably like a month ago. Uh, I was listening to um, KFI, talk radio, 
and this song was used as one of the bumpers for the show. And I was like, oh, that's really kind of catchy and fun. So I shazammed it, and, uh, and sure enough, it was Rita Pavone. And what's the song called? Viva la Papa Col Pomodoro, right? I don't yeah. Know. Is that good? Yeah. Okay, here's a little bit of the song. There's a little bit of a Rita Pavone and the song that I'm not going to try to pronounce again, but she's, um, she was popular back in the sixties. She's an Italian singer and, um, she put out quite a bit of music back then, back in the sixties. I think some of the seventies as well. And yeah, I don't know why I like it, but it's very fun. And it reminds me of like a Quentin Tarantino movie. Like it should be in one of his movies. Do you like it? Because it's amazing. Cause it's a great song. It is a really Fantastic. good song. Yeah. I listened. Very good. I listened to that whole album too. That was on that. That so that that the song was from. Yeah. And there were several What'd songs that I put on uh, my world my worldly playlist. I call it Banda Ooh. World because it started with Banda. <sighs> Gosh. It's good. The music is so bad, but yeah, the the album that that's on is really good. I agree with you on that. The Banda music is not good. So. I mean, I don't know what that song's about at all, but I do know, or I'm pretty damn sure that that Papa Pomodoro—that's a—that's like a food. That's an Italian food, a dish. No, oh, what kind of dish? I think it's like a like a soup, like a starter or something. Oh, okay. Well, okay, there you go. Yeah, Jeff knows Italian now. Yep, so. all my knowledge is derived from uh, The Godfather and Olive Garden. <laughs> 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 Papa Pomodoro. Oh, and Buca di Beppo. Bippity boppity. Oh yeah. There you go. <laughs> that was good. That was good stuff. <laughs> it was a great song. So go check it out. All right. What do you got, Jeff? What, what did you bring to the table this week? Uh, I brought a song called Come On, Let's Go by Richard Valenzuela, otherwise known as Richie Valens. Oh, okay. There yeah. you go. It was good. I listened to the album, too. The album was good. It was solid. Yeah. Good, like, 60s. Like doo-wop, almost like surf rock. It was good. Yeah. I got kind of, I got I got a little bit into Richie Valens this week. Because like you said, we're going to do Beach Boys for a minute. And then I just didn't really want to invest that much time into it, kind of, in a weird yeah, way. Yeah, because we're going to do Pet Sounds. And that's e- that's a lot of work right there. Even though we probably invested more time in our, play, or our listen through of Green Day than we would <laughs> have true. if we just did the Pet Sounds. <laughs> <laughs> that's very true. But um, I just like like listening to the Beach Boys. I love the Beach Boys. And listening to the Beach Boys, it's like so many of their songs were almost identical, and then so many of their songs completely ripped off, like Chuck Berry, 
and old rock and roll stars. And so I just thought of like this kid who was 17 when he died and just how he had already released a bunch of stuff. And then from really, he was, wait, he was 17 when he died. Yeah. So like he, he was in the plane crash, the, the big bopper, buddy Holly, Richie Valens. And then he, he was in that plane. He was 17 and he was only he was, that young. he was only in the plane crash because he lost or you know, he won a coin toss between him and then I think it was Buddy Holly's guitarist or mm-hmm. somebody. They flipped a coin to see who would go on the airplane. But they were on tour on a tour bus in like the Midwest and it was cold as fuck. And then Richie Valens drummer got frostbite on his foot and like everybody got sick and Richie Valens had the flu and it was just like a horrible situation. So Buddy Holly chartered a plane to get out of there. And Richie Valens went on it, and like right after takeoff, it crashed, and they still don't really know why, but uh, killed everybody on there. Terrible. Maybe it was an inside job. Who knows, man? Because I mean, Richie Valens again, Richard Valenzuela. When he was found, he was found by um, fuck. I wrote it down with Bob Keen. He went to his high school while Richie Valens was still in high school, and he and he saw him. And then in the, mo- in the basically from the moment that Bob Keen. He was uh, from Delphi Records. From the moment he founded Richie Valens to the moment Richie died, it was like eight months, like eight or nine months. That's crazy. Like he 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 went from being just like the son of a migrant worker to being the up and coming biggest act in America in less time than it would take to make a baby. It's crazy. <laughs> that's, it's so that's sad. True. It's so it's so it very horrible. And he was so good. Like. His music is so good. Didn't speak any Spanish, so he learned that song La Bamba mm-hmm. just like phonetically, just like listening to it and singing like they sang it in La Bamba. And that's how he learned huh. how to like play La Bamba. But like more importantly, just taking a traditional kind of like Mexican song and then turning it into like rock and roll music. I mean, he paved the way for people like Santana, for like Los Lobos, for anybody of, of like Chicano descent. Like he was he was revolutionary. Yeah, he was. Really didn't know he died that young. That's fucking nuts. I got really into Richie Valens this week. Seems seems so. Uh, well, here's the song. Come on, let's go from Richie Valens. Richie Valens and the song "Come On, Let's Go." What a banger, dude! That is my oh my. 
There's some other crazy facts about Richie Valens. I'm just going to go off on tan. I'm going to go crazy That's fine. Now. Go for it, man. So go when on. he was in elementary school, he uh, there was a, a plane crash above his school where two planes collided, and all like the debris fell on a bunch of kids and killed like three or four kids, like elementary oh, school shit. kids, like including some of Richie's friends. Richie was not at school that day. He was attending his grandpa's funeral. But like ever since then, he had just had this horrible fear of flying, which is how fucking weird is that, right? Yeah, it's very Ugh, strange. It's eerie, eerily weird. But I, I've read, I mean, there was a movie made about Richie Valens too, so I don't know if this was coming from like the movie or if it was from Richie Valens, but he had said that in like some weird, odd, twisted way that his grandpa died to save Richie that day. Kind of in wow. some weird Twilight Zone thing, like him being at his grandpa. Had his grandpa not died, he would not have been at the funeral. He'd be at school. Oh, true, yeah. This like weird butterfly effect. But eventually, he did overcome his fear of flying and, and flew several times before he died. But he played a show wow. in like American Bandstand or something back in like the fifties, where he played with like Chuck Ber- Berry, like a bunch of just like rock and roll icons. And he was just super excited. Mm-hmm. He was like seventeen. Like how cool, man! I just it blows really my mind. Cool. And on that same trip where the bus kind of like broke down, the heater went out, he's, uh, because his drummers got frostbite on his foot, the drummer from Dion and the Belmonts filled in on drums for Richie Valens. But then Richie Valens filled in on drums for Dion and the Belmonts, as well as Buddy Holly did. But like one of the last photographs ever taken of Richie was him sitting behind the drum kit for Dion and the Belmonts. It's just so fucking cool. That's so rad. It's like a cool Dang. color picture, too. It's really cool. That's really cool. Good stuff, man. Damn, what a tragic story. Yeah. 17. Fuck. And it really sucks <sighs> because like Buddy Holly and, and the Big Bopper, like they get all of kind of, I don't want to say credit, but whenever you think about that plane crash, first it's always Buddy Holly and then it's the yeah. Big Bopper. And rarely ever do people talk about like Richie Valens, even though he was really young and there wasn't a lot of music for him to kind of be talked about. Yeah. But dude. He had so much potential. He he was a natural left-hander that, that he couldn't really afford a left-handed he, guitar, so he learned how to play guitar right-handed. Like that was <laughs> that was how invested in music he was. It's insane. And how talented he was. Not just how invested, but how talented. He was a great guitar player. You heard that little solo, yeah. right? That was him. Yeah, that was great. That was fantastic. <laughs> so good. I'm surprised we didn't do a Richie Valens thing. Had I know, I'd say. again, I've never really gave Richie Valens credit. I've I've always known La Bamba. I can still play on the guitar. Love La Bamba. Didn't know that wasn't his song until this week. Who is that? It's like a traditional Mexican song, I guess. I don't mm-hmm. know. I didn't really look too much into it. But then I also know the song Donna, which I know you probably know too. Yeah, yeah. And the Misfits covered him. Oh, on the the covers album. Yeah, yeah. That's shit. Yeah, it's a garbage cover and a garbage <laughs> album. Yeah. yeah, I'm totally down to Richie Valens someday. We will someday, I'm sure. So let's move on to um, to some new album releases, new songs, and some other happenings in the music world. We'll get through this pretty quick. Uh, Silverstein put out a new album called A Beautiful Place to Drown. Uh, according to Friend of the Pod Mike, it's pretty poppy. I have not listened to it. I think you probably have listened to it. Yeah. Am I correct? Yeah. Any good? I liked it. I, they have a lot of albums, and yes, it oh, is. Shit albums. It is very poppy. Not Not like in the kind of pair more sense but just in the silverstein realm it's definitely poppier but uh, i mean i think it's good i like it i dig it even like the song that we played last week with the, with the princess oh. nokia i like that song too so weird another band uh put out a new album called uh oh, fuck man i'm what is wrong with me i can't even speak the last two weeks 
<sighs> body count. Body count. Body count. They put out a new album called Carnivore. Uh, I was. I'm really looking forward to listening to this. I just haven't had the chance to yet. Uh, I doubt you listen to it, right? No, I did listen to a lot of Body Count this week, though. Really? Yeah. Um, our what trip on our trip you? back from um, Northern Arizona, we had three and a half hours to kill, and so I put on Body Count for my friend in the car who kind of liked old punk music and never really listened to thrash. And I was like, you know, what? you should check this out because this is kind of it's kind of different. Body Count. Love that body count in the house. It's <laughs> so cheesy. Oh. All right. Uh, Fever 333. Uh, we've talked about them quite a bit, actually, on the pod. They put out a new song called Presence Through Strength. Um, I think Travis, yeah, Travis Barker plays drums on this. Uh, produced by John, produced and co-written by, uh, by Feldy himself. And uh, apparently they, they wrote it, recorded it, mixed it, mastered it all within like 12 hours. And uh, here's a little bit of the, the song, Presence Through Strength. Quickly, picky, one that might get you there, but what if he is just simply the lesser of devils, but no one's saying free? And if we pick these, head to the top of a never listening, well, that's homie. Should have said something before the ending. If you want, if you want, if you want to get it, if you talk about it, be about it, only say it if you meant it. Presence is, is presence is strength, not through strength. Is strength by Fever three three three? Why are we talking quiet? I don't know, but you like that song, right? Yeah, I did. I thought it was solid. I thought it was good. Dude, I fucking hate it. Why? <laughs> I just it sounds like just super generic Lincoln Park, especially that chorus. It is just straight Lincoln Park, and I just it's it's loud. It's so unnecessarily loud. Just. It just, it sounds bad. It just sounds really, really bad. Like not not necessarily the song itself, but just how it sounds. It just sounds like a jumble of just noise. Like there's nothing, I don't know, man. <laughs> I, and I'm not just saying that because it's Feldy. It's just, it's so devoid of like any sort of like, uh, I don't want to say emotion, but I guess for lack of a better word, just emotion. It's just, for a band that prides themselves as being like so intense, their their recorded music is the complete opposite of that. It is just 
it's so bland but every every live video i've seen of them they're amazing they they sound great but their recorded stuff is just shit it sounds so bad and it has to be because of feldy like there's no other reason why it would it would sound like that it's it's crazy how much better they sound like i think you're just i'm not just saying that because it's feldy i think you're really not i think you're a little jaded though yes yes their live stuff is exponentially more intense and more chaotic than their recorded stuff but this isn't bad this is not this is not garbage this is still better than a lot of the rock music that we hear now that that yeah. we've covered like this is still better than most of that but this is like like the verses weren't bad i like what he was doing vocally in the verses that was really good but then you just put it's just like the it was like a cookie cutter lincoln park chorus just thrown in there and there was like no transition there's nothing that led into that it's like why are you singing like that when everything else is way more intense and then you just like halftime it and it's just it just killed all the momentum that was made during the verses i think i feel like it was just like a really poorly constructed song it's just i don't know i mean you're right it is very generic but uh i mean who else really makes music like this now that's that's decent there are a lot of bands that still make really solid music, but they're not new. They're they're probably older bands that have been continuous to make music. No, look at a band like I mean, we talk about them all the time, like Turnstile, or a band like I, I discovered recently that Mind Force band, fucking sick band. They're new. They've only been around for a few years. Just like this Tur- Turnstile is 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 very different. Turnstile is hardcore punk music. This, but I mean, this it's isn't still like rock the vein music. of like of like like Beartooth, like the guy from Attack Attack who does music on his own and. That's kind of sad too, actually. <laughs> the fact because it is the same singer, right? What what band is this guy from? The singer. What's his I name? Remember. I don't remember his name, but he, he's in another popular, like band of that scene of that like. I don't want to say emo scene, but fuck, man, what band is he in? I can't remember now. He's a singer for somebody else, and and, and their their music is very different than what Fever Three Two Three does. Ah, uh, well, the guy in. in um Beartooth or Attack Attack was Caleb Shmo, Shomo. Shomo. Oh, okay. He also played with Silverstein on their new album too. But, but that guy in Beartooth, like he he did all of the music, like similar to the Probot kind of type of thing. Mm-hmm. Like that was yeah. all him. And so that's, dude, that's pretty cool, you know. But it, I mean, it's also kind of sad that it takes multiple people and a big name producer in Fever Three 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 to make the same music that true. a that a guy did by himself. <laughs> true. Very very true. And it's like, why does Travis Barker have to do all this shit? You know, like, you know it's like, <laughs> like it doesn't sound good, man. He hates I Blink mean, so you, much. He does so much music outside of Blink. I know. And it's just like, you're so talented and you, you can offer so much. But then what you do offer is so little and it's so mediocre at best. Travis seems like a, the, a kind of drummer too where he can't play anything that's like somewhat complicated. Like with a band, you know, I feel like he can't play with a complicated band. Or band that actually knows how to play music. Nah. Because I, yeah. I honestly, because think about it. Every band he's played with has had like a really bad singer, has had uh, just mediocre guitar players, bass players, everything like that. But then on the flip side of that, he goes and plays with Anti-Mask and records an album with them who have a very good guitar player, a very good bass player on top of it. And he sounds like shit. Like he can't, like if you ever look at those live videos of him playing with Anti Mask, he he looks like he struggles to keep up and just like 
play along and then but and then he can't jam like you could see that omar and cedric try to like jam and stuff but travis doesn't pick up on it he just is like so like tunnel vision and like only does plays to like a click or like plays to a backing track only plays travis style yeah it's just i feel like he doesn't really have much of a dynamic range musically i mean he's a great drummer but it's sad because we i almost want to just to say that he's a fantastic drummer but he's like he's so conceited he's so into himself that even he won't let himself do anything better than just playing travis barker style like it's become this iconic style that oh yeah that's that sound is travis barker that sounds like travis barker it's like, well, yeah. that's cool and all, but like you said, when you actually join a, a group of musicians who you can further that style, or even like be be a part of I don't know, a bigger history, you fuck it up because you still want to yeah. play Travis style. I feel like too. I feel like he mentally only wants to play with bands where he knows he's the best musician in the band. That's why he's never played in a band outside of Anti Mask that where he's not, you know. On the same level as in, as the other band members. That's probably he why he always plays with shittier musicians too. Exactly. Yeah. Like he played with Transplants. I mean, you know, Skinhead Rob. Not a, he's just a guy. And then Tim Armstrong, one of the worst singers of, of all time. Yes. Mediocre guitar player. Tom and Mark, obviously not very good singers. Great songwriters, but yeah, he always picks bands that aren't very good. Yeah, I guess. I think that's a conscious thing. You I guess know? the best band he's ever played with is probably the Aquabats. You fucking son of a bitch. I hate you. Truth. But Anti-Mask was actually the the best band he's ever... No, Blink. Blink and Anti-Mask. And Aquabats. That's fine. No. Okay, anyway. Let's move on. The Travis Barker? Bush. Bush. Oh, I thought you were going to the Travis Barker one. No. Bush. They uh, they put out a new song called Flowers on a Grave. I don't know what it is about Bush, but I like them, but I don't like this song. That sounds boring. This song is really boring, and... I and I don't know I don't know why I I like them ever but I do but this song sucks so I'm not gonna play it. Uh, the last thing here back to Travis Barker. I don't know why I just didn't do this after all. That's why I just Parker. told you. I know I wasn't even thinking. But Stevie Aoki featuring Travis Barker and who's the other person? He's a uh, he's he's a hip hop artist. Yeah, he sucks. Uh, they put out a new song called Halfway Dead. It's just so boring. Yeah, I like Blah. it. I like it. Did you really? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> man. <laughs> Why? I don't know. It kind of goes into like this 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 realm of hip hop that I don't hate because <laughs> a lot of like the mumble rap stuff that we that we loathe so much seems like it, I mean I'm not into hip hop like at all the way I would be prior to like 2005, mm-hmm. but it just seems like we're almost getting into kind of this blend of hip hop and rock music. And I'm not, again, I'm not opposed to it. Like, Post Malone, that scared me. <laughs> Did it? Yeah, it, like, frightened me. <laughs> Post Malone plays guitar, and, like, it's it's not a bad thing. No, it's not a bad thing, but it still doesn't make him good. It doesn't make his music good. Well, I don't know if it's good, but I enjoyed it. I liked it. I would be if if I mean this is Stevie Oki, not necessarily the rapper, but um, if that rapper like now because of this song though I will look more into that rapper to see if I like his music, as opposed his, to before his, this I never would have. See his music and like his rapping wasn't very good, you know. It's just 
It was so boring. It's just like an emo styled rap. I mean, I it was okay. It was cool. It was enough no. for me to kind of search for more. I guess so, man. If if it's, if it's what you like, I guess shouldn't be any issues then, right? Sorry, Tyler. I like new music that came out post fucking two thousand four. Some other happenings in the music world. Bullets and Octane announced that they're putting out their new record, Riot, Riot, Rock and Roll, on April 17th. Uh, But also, Gene Bullets, the singer, he's gone MIA. He hasn't been seen, or he kind of deleted all of his social media about six months ago. And on their last tour, which we talked about, their European tour, he didn't go on tour with him. He didn't sing. My, I assume that he's been in rehab because he kind of seemed to be like on this downward downward spiral recently. So I think he's probably been in rehab. But uh but yeah, they're putting out a new record on the 17th. And then and in the announcement there was no talk of Gene. He wasn't in the video. It was weird. It was very very weird. So could, would would they even be bullets and octane if Gene wasn't in the band? Nope. No way. It, it just seems stupid. No way. It seems so dumb if he's not in the band, but I guess we'll find out on April seventeenth. They're when, just uh, that's like gutter mouth without Mark. There's just it's just <laughs> it, know, they it would not exist. Sense. Yeah, it's so bizarre. But yeah, anyway, that that that's what's happening. Um, Goldfinger, uh, getting back to Feldy. Goldfinger are playing the Glass House in Pomona on May first, and the Observatory North Park, the one in San Diego, on May second. Uh, Goldfinger at the Glass House could be a fucking blast. That could be a lot of fun, and I'm debating on whether or not I'm going to go. It's that's it's a tough decision because it's almost like you're gambling, right? Because you think that golfing at the glass house would be a blast, but then you, I don't trust Feldy not to just play the the fucking the knife, the one with tequila sunrise in it. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't the trust him not to play that album in its entirety, and then like close with ninety nine red balloons and then call it a night. Like that would just fucking piss <laughs> me off if I paid for that. But on the other side, like imagine if he just did kind of like a best of, even like every album I'd be okay with because you would get yeah. half a set of just phenomenal Goldfinger music at a phenomenal venue. Yeah, Glass House is, my, is the best venue that I've ever been to. I love Glass House. It's a gamble, man. It's yeah, a gamble. it really is. And I was just at the Observatory North Park last week or two weeks, last week. There you saw and that was, Yeah, it was good. It was, it was a cool, it was set up differently than the one in Santa Ana. It's a little bit smaller, kind of. Well, like wider, but like shorter, if that makes any sense. Is it like the same owners? I think so. Huh. Yeah, I think so. But um, but yeah, so the Goldfinger are playing both of those dates. Go check it out. Uh, Genesis are reuniting, but without Peter Gabriel or, Stephen ha- or Steve Hackett. And they're going to play several shows in England and Ireland. I think that's in September. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Phil Collins going to be singing, not playing drums. His son is going to be playing the drums. And then, yeah, if you want to see some old Genesis tunes, go check it out if you're interested. And if you're in the UK, check it out. Uh, the last thing we have here, X and Violent Femmes. They're going on an East Coast tour in May and June. And it's probably safe to assume they're going to continue with more dates on the West Coast. So if you're interested in that, get into it. I wouldn't go because I've seen the Violent Femmes and I don't really care to see X, but some people out there might want to see both. But you wouldn't go to that, right? Depends on the venue and depends on how much. I mean, hopefully X would be the headliner so I could just leave. But uh, <laughs> I would love to see Violent Femmes again. 
They put on a great fucking show. Yeah, they're a great fucking band. Oh, man. I am full of beer burps. Beer burps. Beer burps. Okay, well, that's it. That's all for Asinine Radio. This was uh, this was fun. This was kind of fun. Was it, though? Kind of fun. Yeah, it was a little bit fun. Uh, Minimal fun. <laughs> go to iTunes. Go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at Asinine Radio. Uh, what else we got? Oh, listen to the main episode because we're getting into the Green Day album, Dookie. Cha. And we're going to rank all their albums because that's what we love to do. We love to rank. We rank, 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 rank. <laughs> so go do that. Go listen to it and just enjoy yourself, you know? So I don't know. I got nothing else to say. Uh, okay. Okay.